Hello again, my friends. Uh, as former Secretary of Labor, I take a particular interest in something called the annual Count of Unionized Workers. It comes out from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. This year's count, which came out a few days ago, shows that the 70-year decline of unions, that is, of worker power, continues. The share of unionized American workers dropped from 10.8% last year to 10.3% now. The rate among private sector workers hit a new rock bottom of 6.1%. That's about one-seventh of its level in the middle of the 20th century. Now, my question is how to square this with the huge surge in labor activism we've seen uh, began last fall. From Alabama to the Midwest to California, workers across industries have headed to the picket lines. 10,000 John Deere workers, over 1,000 Alabama coal miners, New York City taxi drivers, including some on a hunger strike, healthcare workers, food production plant workers at multiple companies, workers at media outlets, think tanks, museums, universities, in work sites staffed predominantly by millennials and Gen Zs, among whom support for unions hovers nearly 80%, Unionization efforts have prevailed. For example, graduate student teachers at Columbia University a few weeks ago, even some Starbucks outlets. Oh, and public support for unions is at a 50-year high. Well, the answer to this seeming paradox of union membership shrinking dramatically, but union support increasing and activism increasing. This paradox is found in law, where once the 1935 National Labor Relations Act ensured workers' right to form unions and bargain, bargain collectively, the steady weakening of that law by court decisions, by the 1947 Taft-Hartley Act, by Ronald Reagan's repudiation of unions, and decades of inaction by Democratic politicians. All of this has poked so many holes in that law that corporate management typically seeks to intimidate and even fire workers seeking to unionize. This is technically illegal, but companies are willing to endure the small penalties, uh, figurative slaps on the wrist in the form of having to rehire and give back pay to workers who have been fired, or ordering new elections if employers have interfered with union votes. Many companies consider these simply the costs of doing business. Last year's failed organizing drive at Amazon's Bessemer, Alabama warehouse, during which the company thoroughly intimidated its workers into rejecting the union, illustrates the leeway management has to violate the terms of the National Labor Relations Act without facing significant penalties. Both Bill Clinton and Barack Obama promised they would make it easier for workers to unionize. They promised to strengthen penalties against employers who violated the National Labor Relations Act and speeding the process of forming unions, but neither followed through on their promises. Even during the first two years in office, when both of them had Democratic Congresses. Why? Well, I spoke with both of them. The short answer is they didn't want to spend the political capital necessary for getting the legislation through Congress. And they took the union vote for granted. 
Clinton and Obama political advisors told me again and again, who else are workers going to vote for? Unionized workers are on our side. Well, these were stupid decisions. Union members used to be the ground troops of the Democratic Party, and they made sure Democrats paid attention to the concerns of America's working class, which is why we have a 40-hour work week, unemployment insurance, a minimum wage, Medicare, Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act. But now much of America's working class votes Republican because they don't believe Democratic politicians are on their side, and they've succumbed to the Republican Fox News cultural and racial paranoia. At least Joe Biden has made his promise to strengthen unions tangible by supporting specific legislation called the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. It was passed in the House earlier this year. But as with voting rights, social safety nets, and climate measures, getting it through the Senate is impossible as long as the filibuster enables Senate Republicans to block it. Not surprisingly, all 50 Republicans oppose the measure. Like other legislation, the PRO Act, as it's called, deserves our strong support. In the meantime, keep your eyes on the National Labor Relations Board, which has the responsibility for enforcing the National Labor Relations Act. With its new Biden-appointed majority and its new Biden-appointed general counsel, Jennifer Abruzzo, the board is flexing its muscles. It's looking at such long-discarded remedies as requiring companies that violate workers' rights in the course of defeating unionization campaigns to recognize those unions. It's also considering whether blocking unionization by misclassifying workers as independent contractors when they're actually employees itself violates the National Labor Relations Act's guarantee of workers' rights to associate and bargain collectively. The number of misclassified workers who could unionize, potentially including the drivers at companies like Uber and Lyft, could well be into the millions. Already, the National Labor Relations Board has ordered a new election at Amazon's Bessemer Warehouse. Last week, it accused Amazon of illegally surveying and threatening workers who are trying to unionize a warehouse in Staten Island. Look, big corporations are going to continue to do whatever possible to squelch worker power. And realistically, if these issues get to the Supreme Court, you can expect its Republican majority to do the same. But the reality is America's working people outnumber the billionaires and CEOs by a wide margin. If we stand in solidarity, it's possible to reverse 40 years of stagnant wages, declining economic security, widening inequality, and build a more prosperous middle class where the gains are shared by everyone. My strong advice to Democrats, stand up for unions. Don't let Republicans pretend they're the party of the working class when they've been a Trojan horse for the moneyed interests 